Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Chai Time Podcast. I'm your host, Rifa. And I'm your host, Miss Ra. And today, guys, we're doing a really, really cool, interesting episode. It's going to be um, things we love and hate about being Daisy. But before we get into it, we just want to mention a couple of things. Um, so if you guys have been keeping up with the latest news, there's actually going to be two really big runoff elections in Georgia. So please make sure you're registered. Um, two Senate seats are up for election. And if both of those seats were to swing a certain way, it could change the control of the Senate, which is a huge deal. Um, and we're not going to sit here and tell you who to vote for, but voter education is extremely important. So definitely take some time out and figure out what you personally stand for. And the deadline to register to vote is December 7th, which is my birthday. And you can request an early ballot at ballotrequest.sos.ga.gov. So I just want to get that out there because that's really important. And the other thing we want to talk about is... Nisrath, tell them the um, honors. So... um. If you guys live under a rock, maybe you guys don't know this, but Joe Biden is our president. Well, not until yeah, president elect. You know, but um, I also want to thank Rifa for talking to you guys about voting because uh, often people underestimate the power of the Senate. Like this is where really all the, you know. All the ideas that you guys want to see in the in, in our country really it's on that's where it gets really tested and you know having a majority democratic um, Senate versus a republic it really does change the outcome of these decisions but other than that I just want to say that um, I want to ask Rifa where were you when you found out that Biden became president Okay, so really funny story. I woke up that day and I was, you know, checking Twitter and everything just seemed like the same. And I was like, okay, um, whatever. So I woke up and I was on TikTok and I just kept scrolling through all these like political TikToks. I was like getting them all over my For You page and I was like, oh my God, right? And I look at the comments and somebody's like, he won. I'm like, what? Right? And somebody's like, Biden won. And I looked at another comment at a different video and then I was like wait what he really won and I ran downstairs like when I tell you ran it, I ran like it was a marathon I turned on the television and it says that Biden won and I was shook because I did not expect to like find out through TikTok but you know thank you TikTok because y'all was keeping me informed <laughs> when I didn't know um and then suits like shortly after they like Twitter notified me and stuff and like it was all over my timeline so that's where I was, but what about you? Um, that's really funny, but um, <laughs> basically, I realized that every major event that happens in our country, I've been at work. So, right, I was at work. Um, so, all of a sudden, we like I work um, around Herald Square, right? It's a busy area. So, this in a few minutes, like. It was, like it was very sudden there's like all this commotion and stuff and then my manager he tells me bro Biden fucking won and I was like holy shit holy shit like I go and my friends were texting me as well so like including I me yeah. the first thing I did was I texted you because we were talking yeah. about it the night before yeah yeah and I'm just like what like you know like it was 
I was I was expecting it just because I saw how things really like ended up in Biden's favors at the end because of all these swing states. But anyways, because I was in a very like busy city, busy busy area in the city, I could really see the change in atmosphere. First of all, it was a great we- it was great weather that day. Um, it's been like really like it's been really hot in New York City. It was sunny. People were you could just see the change right like pe- like all over like the vibes guys. were instantly different yeah people were so happy people were honking they were it was just it was actually really beautiful and if you guys like go on tiktok like on that day you could see like the whole new york city they were celebrating from their apartments outside it was like you just saw everyone really come together and those pictures it really gave me goosebumps like those photographers that took the pictures in those moments beautiful like i could really see that end up in history books literally right like it was such an iconic moment and i don't know i got goosebumps from that entire day like i was just like shook i was like oh my god yeah yeah this is finally happening what we've been waiting for for four years is here and I was yeah, shook. I I was so like antsy after I found out that Biden won. I was just like, I need to get out of work. Like, I need to like, I can't be in work right now. I have so much adrenaline. Like, you know, right, but. and keep that like professionalism. You know, yeah, I would like literally want. I, I don't know, it was just crazy. Um, another thing, guys, Nusrat and our friend Ariana, who was actually on the podcast, they're visiting me. I'm so freaking oh excited. God. <laughs> bro so um ariana has already visited georgia i unfortunately haven't but me and ariana well all three of us we've been talking about how we're eventually going to come to georgia right and because of covid and all these like complications and work and schedule like you know it just hasn't been um talked about into being actually serious i mean we were serious about it you know just didn't just didn't make the ticket right and then it just happened like you know like all beautiful things it just there's just it just happens right we all booked it and oh my god! i know i'm so excited for them to come like i am literally it's so i think it's i think we board in like 53 days um i've been keeping track but like it's (laughs) she said 53 days and 20 hours and five minutes Literally, she got that like, shit on lockdown. That's, that's the thing that I'm just looking forward to. This and yeah. and and the weekend that we go is a few days, like three days before my birthday. So it's like an early birthday present. Yes, it's like a mini birthday trip. It's super exciting. I'm so excited and, like, to meet her family. Like me, and, <laughs> like her family and I. Like we already like talk and everything, but you know, like actually spending time. Because right. every time, like, I see her sister, or her mom, or dad, it's in a rush. Like, it's, like, you know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah. That's usually because, um, if you guys don't know, every time I go to New York, it's only for, like, two days, three days max. And so everything's so rushed and, like, it, like we just have to, like, spend as much time as we possibly can with each other. So then she can't really, like, speak to my family like that because we want to go out and do things. And it's always just, like, been this huge thing. But they're actually coming for um, almost a week this time. So I'm really excited. And on top of that, 
um this whole plan was like so last minute so quick right but i feel like those types of things these types of plans that are like quick and rushed are always the best the the spontaneous trips i should say right are always the best ones always the ones that are the most fun um and although she's coming in january she's coming in the beginning of january by the way both of them um it, it was still really quickly decided so basically ariana i'd spoken to ariana the day before like not the day before sorry like a couple days before um talking to nusrat and ariana was like hey like i really want to visit georgia again and i was like yes like please come through and i wanted and we've been talking about both of them coming together at the same time so it could just be us three together instead of like you know like just one person back home again like it's just not the same like it's it's us three together all the time, you know. So um, then I told Nusrat like, hey, like I like you should try to come. And then all of a sudden, the day after I told Nusrat, she was like, Rifa, I want to come. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. She always says that. And she never ends up coming. And then the day after that, they were like, okay, we're buying tickets. I'm like, what the fuck, like bitch. I've been waiting for this moment forever, and it's finally here. And I can't wait to show um both of them as much as i possibly can we have a little bit more time this time we're planning on going horseback riding which was nusrat's idea yeah oh my gosh i'm so excited um like i said get ready for the content guys because not (laughs) only are we having a special episode for the podcast that week but where they're they both of them want to vlog like it's like i'm just so excited like this weekend is going to be the best i just know it so that's it but yeah yeah i'm Um, so excited we're going we're planning on going horseback riding we want to go to i want to take them to this falls this really pretty falls um in north georgia that would be a little bit of a road trip but it'd be fun i'm down for it right and then we're just gonna be you know going out eating at a bunch of places would you let would you, would you let ari drive like the like coming back <laughs> um <laughs> probably she, no. not the hesitation in her voice no no ari if you're listening i love you and i'm sure you're an amazing driver but i just i want to drive my car <laughs> myself i don't really I mean, let anybody yeah that's a yeah. really stupid question like it's just no like, no it's not it's not it's just my own paranoia like i just feel no, the most comfortable even, like it's just like if anything were to happen you'd feel good knowing that you did it you it'd know be what I'm on me to say? right yeah exactly. and it's not even that i just i you i i'm i don't really okay let me try to gather my thoughts so i personally feel the most comfortable when i'm driving in the car with my friends and stuff um especially like y'all because one you guys are coming from a different state like i just want everybody to be safe that's the main thing for me and i feel like i could you know trust my driving because i know how i drive and also i drive in georgia like i know this like you know it's different from driving in new york you know what i mean and um ariana i've you know if you know what if i get tired i don't see a problem but she might be a little uncomfortable driving on the highway like i don't know all about all that yeah i mean it it doesn't matter how good of a driver you are um the fact of the matter is driving in a new location takes time to get used to so that's right the speed limit's different the way people drive are different the roads are different it's a completely different thing so you know we'll get to we'll cross that bridge when we get there but i'm really excited because it'll be so fun and i can't wait to freaking vlog on top of that i've been thinking about this 
a lot. Um, but okay, guys, let's just get into the episode what we actually uh, wanted to talk about today. So it's going to be things we love slash hate about being Daisy. Um, I guess I'll go first. So it's going to be three things I love and three things she loves slash hates and stuff. I'm so, actually um, really excited to talk about this. Cause yes, me too. There's a lot that we can say. There's but. a lot that we could say, but we've somehow condensed it into this list. So one thing I really hate about being Daisy is the aunties gossiping. And we all know what I'm talking about because that shit is the most annoying freaking thing ever. And I hate it. Um... It's just my biggest freaking pet peeve. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're at a dawa, then you could, like, sense the aunties gossiping or, like, or even when you're, like, when they gossip behind your back, mostly, most of the time they do that. And it's just, like, what the fuck? Like, shut up. Like, you don't know anything. I like, completely agree. Stop. Like, exactly. Like, I know that, like, I, like, like, women or like aunties gossiping is prevalent in other cultures as well but in Daisy in like in our culture like it is unbearable they are they don't even hide the fact that they're talking shit or you know whatever they are they will do the most to try to ruin your reputation or if they see some shit that they don't fucking like like they'll tell your parents like you know they're basically yeah they'll try to create problems meanwhile yeah meanwhile they're just to make their own kids look better probably i don't know the reason yeah meanwhile their fucking son or daughter is like fucking batshit crazy on the low you know so right yeah hypocritical super judgmental and it sucks because I feel like this is coming, like, I feel like when we say, like, aunties and, like, women, I feel like it sounds misogynistic, but you gotta understand, like, you know, like, the aunties, like, it's just, it's been, like, it's been ingrained in their, like, you know, heads, like, in their minds. Yeah, I mean, these like, aunties, if, I'm not trying to be, like, rude, but these aunties don't really have anything to do other than talking shit. Their husbands are rich and wealthy, they stay home, um, and they have all these parties and all these types of things where all they do and all they know is talking shit about other people. And talking shit about other people's kids is, like, a freaking sport in our culture for some reason. Like, I don't know why it's so interesting and so fun for them to do, like, shitting on everybody other than themselves, even though they do nothing with their lives. But, you know, that's that. That's something that I freaking hate about being... I mean, that's what I hate about... Well, one of the biggest things I hate about in our culture. If that made sense. I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, Nasrath, what about you? What um, you so I guess we're starting off with the things we hate, right? Or do you mm-hmm. want to, like... Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so... Um, one thing that I uh, do not like about being Daisy, or, well... Or something that's common in our culture is um, emotionally unavailable parents. Um, I know this does this would not apply to every Daisy parent, right? But I've it's been it's a good amount for me to make a general observation, right? Um, I feel like our parents, especially our the parents that have immigrated here, and you know, um, I'm talking like first generation kids right that have these parents our parents have like this mentality of not wanting to talk about feelings not opening up um you know you hear many times people opening up to their parents about how they're depressed or sad or you know anything along those lines and they're like what do you have to be depressed about 
I gave you I gave you a house. We gave you food. You have clothes. Um, you're in a good school. Blah blah blah. We're in America. Like you should be grateful. You know stuff like. And by that. the way, guys, if you're curious as as to what exactly she's, she's talking about, we do have an episode on that, like the mental health, the parents and stuff. So just letting you guys know. Yeah, um, <laughs> we talk about that a lot in that episode. But um, and so this is with you know. Um, this is when you talk with your kids, but also our parents are just in, not, I'm not saying everyone, but it's a, it's a lot. Like a lot of parents are just emotionally unavailable. They, they don't talk about their own feelings. It's, you know, like I always hear some of my friends are just like, like, like my, like, I don't think I have a good relationship with my parents. We just have nothing to talk about. There's no substance. There's nothing. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a schedule. Like they come home, we eat. They ask, you know, stuff like that. I feel like they ask superficial questions. That you know, yeah. And I feel like partly, um, it. I mean, it's the parents' fault. I would say in that situation, but it's like these parents, like brown parents especially, they don't know how to connect with their children like that, um, and like make those emotional connections with their children, so the children can feel like they're actually being listen to and heard you know what i mean so yeah 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 and a part and i'm like a big part of that also comes with their upbringing you know like living back home this isn't something that was normal for them talking to their parents about their feelings right talk like that's not you know they've probably had to struggle they probably didn't have time to even think about their own feelings you know and even if they didn't have to struggle that's just not a common thing you see honestly like it, it really isn't and I feel like people that are in other cultures that have immigrant parents can also relate, you know, not just Desi people, but Desi people are just very resistant to being, having a healthy emotional connection with their kids, vice, and with themselves, honestly. But yeah, that's one thing that I wish would not be a thing, but I, but you know, this does not apply to every parent I see. There's parents that I know that are very open, very, very, um, like, they're very open-minded with their kids. They talk about their feelings, you know, different dynamics. But for the most part, I think a lot of brown kids can relate. Right. Um, my voice just cracked. <laughs> um, really? I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my voice has been cracking in like every single episode and i don't know what's up with that but if anybody catches on sorry um another thing that i hate about being daisy is just the pressure of being like the best at everything and having to be the best at everything um whether that be being the best student having the best career um looking the best or whatever like i just hate how so many daisy parents put that immense amount of pressure on their kids if we're being honest I have felt that almost my entire life like just this constant like almost this constant nagging to be like make sure you do this make sure you do that make sure you're doing this make sure you study every day and do your homework every day and and, you know those types of things are obviously good like it instills good behaviors and good habits um and obviously like I'm grateful and thankful that my parents have you know made it clear that like things like that are super important however sometimes I just think like oh I wish I was like a normal kid like that I can go out and party and you know hang out with my friends I mean my parents obviously aren't super strict on that but I'm saying like my upbringing wasn't the typical like American uh 
like upbringing you know like i didn't have the ability to you know freaking go out and party and socialize at like four in the morning on when i was in high school every night and come home late and not have to do my homework and i have to worry about my parents bitching at me my parents were on my ass um but you know obviously it's for my own good but it's just even like for example after graduating college like a lot of daisy parents like you know exactly what i'm talking about too a lot of daisy parents will be like oh make sure you do this you should be a doctor you should be an engineer you should be this you should be that and um i personally haven't had that like pressure to like where my parents tell me like oh you need to be a doctor you need to do this right but most daisy parents do that to their kids and i can't even imagine how stressful that is on the on the child like that must suck having your parents decide for you where what school you need to go to what career you need to choose and i just hate that so much it's just such a i just hate that part of being brown i guess yeah no like you do you know how many brown kids are in like med school law school whatever and that they they, don't they hate it they fucking hate it they can't do shit because it's you know like it's what their parents want it's almost like they have no choice because that's what they've been um led into believing but you know there's there's always a healthy balance right too much of anything is always going to result in a disaster but i feel like again it all boils down to the same thing of the superficial mentality that our parents have which is a show all these achievements all all this constant pressure of being perfect whether it's in school and anything else or this and that again it's for their own it's for the superficial gratification of looking good in front of other brown people oh absolutely and this competition of who's the best who's the best who's winning like you know what i mean yeah who's in the best college who got the highest sat score who has the highest gpa like this type of shit is just so normal in so freaking toxic the, in the, the stacy culture yeah it's super toxic like i just hope the next generation of us who have children and grow families and stuff i just hope that we um distance ourselves from that type of behavior like i hope it's not like that like i would personally want my children to obviously be successful but i want them to do something that they love like i'm not gonna dictate every single decision in their life you know what i mean i mean there's a healthy balance like you said to everything but um I think it's going to be interesting to see when we all have kids how differently we raise our children. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I agree. Um, so my next point that I want to emphasize is the beauty standards that they see people or, you know, they see parents or whatever have. Um, and it's and mo- this is mostly surrounding colorism that is very 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 common in our culture um i'll i'll be the first to say like i literally have grown up i, I mean i literally have grown up like from the beginning wanting to look different because in our culture the the standard of beauty is you need to be super pale you need to be you need to be skinny. You need to be really tall. You need to have this. You need to have this. You can't have curly hair. You need to have straight hair. You, you need to be feminine. You need to, all this like you know fucking old fucking stupid shit, right? Um, and then this also ties down to colorism. There is so much colorism in our country. It's fucking crazy. Like 
when I went back, when I go back to, when I go back home to Bangladesh, literally, like, you know, I'm, I'm always going during wedding season and shit like that. And it's like, when, the, when you're getting these proposals, the number one thing that they emphasize is, is she fair? Meanwhile, their son is dark as hell. Not that that's, you know, not that it matters, but I'm just saying, like, you want your, like, it makes no sense to me. I mean, you know, this, it's a very, it's a very deep-rooted issue that, you know, we can't really cover that well in this episode, but it's, it's really bad. Um, you have aunties telling you right in front of your face, oh my gosh, you got so skinny. Oh my gosh, you got so fat. Like, there's no, like, there's no, there's no filter. They literally leave you know what I mean? humiliated. Yes. Like, yeah, there's and, no filter at all. It's never censored. It's always straight to the point, straight to your face, no matter how brutal it is. These people don't care. And these standards, like, the, like you know, there's a reason why the freaking product Fair and Lovely is number one in Bangladesh. Because these, my cousin literally tells me, like, bro, like, you don't understand like women literally cannot get married if they're not like fair, fair yeah or you know like that, that they um they changed the name of fair and lovely to glow and lovely i think because of all Be- the controversy that was like the steering up of this mm-hmm. because of yeah but it's it's fucking stupid like i don't know what they thought they were doing rebranding like it's still right. the same fucking product which is bleaching <laughs> your fucking skin like are they stupid but anyways i mean yeah, like, that would make a huge difference. Like, like. that, yeah, because, you know, changing <laughs> the name of the product that encourages. And it's just, it's so, it's really sad, honestly. It's It, it doesn't even make me angry. It's really sad. Um, sad because girls have this pressure. Like, you know how many of my friends, well, not my friends, but how many girls have grown up um, getting told from their moms that yo go don't go into the sun you're gonna get dark um you know blah 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 like i mean i feel like another thing that needs to be mentioned is the body shaming in desi culture which is normalized to a point where it's actually like sickening you you have to be skinny you have to be tall and if you're short and fat it's like a big deal like oh like the you need to lose weight you need to do this you need to do that and it's like um who are you like i'm sorry what yeah no the thing is like a lot of these beauty standards are like they're eurocentric right so the reason that these beauty standards have been implemented in our country or any desi country right and it's a lot of countries as well it's because of you know like the past colonization and everything right but it's like things need to change that's it like you know like it's really sad that brown girls have brown girls first of all they can't they can't meet their own beauty standards back home and then they come here like they grow up here never feeling attractive because they don't they're not white you know like i'll tell you right from like i'll tell you like i literally grew i have grown up wanting to be white like i have like in middle school i was just fascinated with being white like that's how i thought i would be pretty if i had white skin if i had blonde hair colored eyes like whatever like that's how i thought i'd be deemed attractive in society because well i feel like i'm going into a different topic but yeah 
basically our beauty standards are our beauty standards i can't fucking talk our shit um point blank <laughs> right that was really good and it's everything you've said is extremely true as well um another thing that i hate 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 about being they see is the drama that surrounds everything and anything um specifically like family drama i feel like every single brown person ever has had an immense amount of family drama an immense amount of drama surrounding their friend groups or whatever the case right there's always something there's always some type of new news of the week you know like i just hate that um as someone who I don't really, I'm not super, like, controversial, like, I don't really like confrontation that much, um, I mean, I'll do it if I have to, but for for the most part, I avoid it, um, if there's no reason to have an issue, I don't see a reason to even bring it to light, however, the brown community is so, like, like messed up in that sense like they they find something to talk about and something to gossip about and it's extremely annoying um and i think family drama specifically is just like the most like dreadful horrible thing ever because one it pulls it breaks a lot of relationships apart um it's it's super toxic like everybody's talking shit about each other everybody's distancing and being like super like just stupid when in reality in my opinion i think a family should be united um as much as they possibly can and like i don't know i just feel like because it's so embedded in our culture already culture already um it just kind of like it completely contradicts what i believe a family should truly be which is loving and together and just being united you know so yeah that's what i hate so much about it yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, it's notorious, like, personally, like, from my personal experience, it's, I, my family can't go, my extended family can't go a whole week without some conflict. Like, there's so many conflicts, there's so much problems, they always get butthurt over every little thing. My mom is, yo, Rifa has been on FaceTime with me. A lot of times where she just heard my mom scream because she she's arguing with someone back home or here like it's 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 funny but it's like it gets fucking annoying you know what I mean because I mean you're not directly involved but it's like you're having to hear it and you're having to like you know but yeah okay so I'm just gonna go on to my last point about the things that I hate which is um this is pretty this kind of sums up my initial point which is basically the mentality and mindset I feel like brown people are very resistant to change they keep the negative like things that they've grown up with and they don't change it when they're coming to a different country which is hard on the kid because hard on the children because you know just like just because you were raised with this mentality does not mean your kids will do just fine because you were in a different country when you were you know um when you were brought up this way they are not they're they're exposed to many things that you will never it's a brand new society yeah 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 um but that's really the point that i'm you know that's really what i mean by mentality and mindset um many parents are 
close-minded they they don't want to change which i think is a healthy way to like when you're going into a different country it's hard assimilating is very hard okay um you're dealing with so much shit the last thing that you need to like really pin down and worry about like you know is assimilating but that's something that you need to do for your kid and when i mean assimilating i mean how you're gonna bring up your children i don't i don't mean the i don't mean the clothes and everything you know i mean like really just bring up your kids like you know for example my mom tells me this my mom tells me like the way that her mom has brought her up she didn't bring me up like that which is obviously you know that's going to happen similarly the way that i'm going to bring up my child in the future is not the way my mom brought me up you know right yeah no that makes a lot of sense like i completely understand what you're saying um and i feel like that's for most of us right like it's going to be different we're going to be different from how we or how our parents raised us and how we raise our children anyways so i mean i get that um okay so let's just get into the things that we love the first thing that i want to talk about is the food and the fashion guys i i don't know about you but i love just coming home and eating rice and chicken or whatever meal my mom makes it's just like a comfort thing for me um and i honestly like i could go without eating a burger for the rest of my life if i had to and i would choose eating like bengali food all day every day i don't know it's just something that i grew up eating grew up loving um and even like you know going to dawats and parties and events like it's just like the best thing ever i feel like our food is like chef's kiss immaculate i love it yes top tier exactly you stole the words out of my mouth um and then another thing that i love which is included in my first point is fashion guys they see fashion is amazing there's so many beautiful outfits you have langas saris sarakamis whatever else i don't know can you think of anything else i really don't know yeah yeah no um and and they're constant okay so basically me and rifa have the same points down for our first two things that we love (laughs) the food and for me it's 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 the food and clothes um i want to like you know what it is a lot of and accessories a lot of bengali dishes are comfort food right um that's what that's what that's why you feel really that's why you said it's like comfort food for you because that's really what the dishes are i mean yeah you have your like you know like fried stuff and stuff like that but our food is fucking amazing there's no question like right yeah there's no you can't argue with it just yeah it it really is um that's just the fact and and we're talking about our food we when like i just mean desi food right like in general, Indian yeah, like, food. all across the for- like, board. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking diverse, too. Like, people think our desi food is just butter chicken, naan, and, like, ch- chicken tikka, and, like, that's it. And maybe samosa, right? No, like, there's so many fucking... <laughs> like, there's so... It's so versatile. Like, for example... There's like, so even, many amazing dishes even, out there. Like, even in our countries, literally, you go region to region, the food just changes. For example, in my state, we mostly eat more seafood. I mean, Bengalis eat fish as it is, but because the state that I'm from is, like, a, like an 
it's not an island but it's a coastal region right we there's so much fish there's so much dried fish um there's a lot of like coconut infused curries um yeah like and then and then the more you go towards the city there's more meats there's more whatever i don't really know but i would just say more meats yeah yeah like for example like i want to bring up india like you go down south india and it's like dosas and and more hearty food and more grains and it's and it's more it's immaculate yeah more fish indians don't really eat fish like like when i okay like north indians don't really like consume fish like that but south indians it's they're known like go like they love fish and stuff like that and then you go down to like north india it's meat 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 like it's it's very um what do you call that like when it's a very versatile no 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 when it's just all meaty like it's all grilled like uh, I wish I knew the word for that, but I don't. <laughs> even I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking right. about. Right, but, but I, I, I they'll the know what point, you're talking about. The point we're trying to make is that our food is very versatile and it's the best. Point blank. Period. Um, um the clothes. I want to get into the clothes. Um, I love our fucking. Uh, I love our clothes, like. Especially during Eid, I get so excited seeing girls, like, post their pictures and their dresses and stuff like that. And even country to country, the the ethnic wear kind of changes, too. Like, for example, like, I feel like India is, like, if you go to, like, uh, the, the state, like, I think Punjab, like, they wear more, like, selwar kameez and more, like, that type of... Um, that type of style and then you go to like bangladesh and we wear a lot of like saris like white red like you know what i mean like um and then there's also different types of saris you know what i mean there's the more traditional like like pattern saris and then there's the more like you know like just like like i think they're like sexy or something i don't even know but um (laughs) Yeah, and then like I love packy fashion. I love packy fashion. Oh yeah, I love, I, it's beautiful. I'm, like, like I feel like I would wear it for the rest of like I could wear it, like every day. I mean, I don't think I don't have that many, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just so beautiful, and our fashion is also constantly like changing and evolving. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of like fusion there's a lot of new styles like you know there's so many ways like i've seen so many styles of saris that i've never seen before you know what i mean right yeah yeah that damn that was a mouthful (laughs) no you're good i mean it's glad that you're informing them more of like like the details um Another thing that I love is the weddings and the events. Our weddings are big. I feel like everybody knows us around the world. We have, like, most days people have, like, three to four different weddings, maybe more. I don't know, but it's usually, it's just so fun all around. Our weddings last a week, literally. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. more. And it's amazing. Every single event that you have during your wedding is a different thing. It's a different theme. You have different outfits. Some have multiple outfits for one day. Um, and I don't know, it's just such a fun time. Like, I just love Desi weddings. Like, I think they're just so amazing, whether that be Bengali, Indian, Paki. so much fun. Like, right, it's, it's so, so fun. so much fun. The um, food, the dancing, the music, that's, it's just a part of, like, 
the whole thing you know it's the whole experience so it's really fun and i love i love 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 wedding weddings. season in like brown families is like the most it's equally stressful and the most exhilarating period because there's just so much good chaos going around like it's uh I, I miss wedding season actually like speaking of wedding i didn't like i didn't put this down in my points but this reminds me our music is fucking top amazing. tier our mu- like there's something about our music that just hits different like honestly like it feels right. so comforting like there's i mean i feel like there's a lot of nostalgia like with I definitely feel a lot of nostalgia with some of the music that I hear. Um, I love Molly songs, right? Because you like we like grow up hearing like all these songs when our parents play it in the house or in the car and stuff. So Bengali music is different to me. Like I love Hindi music, obviously, and I honestly listen to more Hindi music than I do Bengali. However, like I said, Bengali music is just way more special to me i feel like because i associate all these songs with like my childhood and like my parents listening to it and like being happy and just like not having any worries but hindi music it's different so bollywood music i guess so bollywood music it's different bollywood's amazing and i love it the music is so good i don't know why we didn't put that in our list how do we not think of that right and the movies too literally oh my god yes period um, bitch yeah. the fucking movies are so fucking good um, so yeah if you're like and if you're not you know brown i highly recommend bollywood watch is a very bollywood like movie. yeah bollywood watch a classic the, the bollywood like the reach that bollywood has is international though it's not like the people all over the world like especially in the middle east and africa they like hear bollywood music oh just right like us. yeah because the industry wa- is yeah. huge like, it's a huge mm-hmm. industry yeah, uh, isn't Bollywood bigger than Hollywood, or is Hollywood bigger than Bollywood? No, so uh, the first is Hollywood, and then it's Bollywood. So it's okay. the second. It's yeah, it's mm-hmm. still um, huge, regardless. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. And, okay, I forgot. I completely forgot about this point. But and Rifa will agree with me on this one. But the hospitality that our people have is so adorable. It, like honestly, like oh yeah, it's so wholesome, we do the like, most we do the most like you hear like like you okay for example like this this like when you see when you go on youtube and you see all these people like foreigners visiting bangladesh india or whatever right like they do the most to like welcome them like they'll right. invite you into their to house to make you feel comfortable right they'll let you stay over like it's just the nicest atmosphere like like, my parents will deadass, like, sleep on the fo- floor just for their guests to be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, the hospitality is amazing. And that's one thing that I can really appreciate about our culture is that we go through um, lengths for our right. guests and everyone and I fe- to feel comfortable. Right. And I feel like it's so different from American society because I feel like in American society, um, it's you have to be more formal there's more formalities into being a host you know what i mean um and when you're in our culture it's not really like that it's always the guests come first and they want you to be the most comfortable and for you to feel the most welcome and stuff but i don't know i feel like american society is low-key kind of weird i mean no this is me talking shit because i obviously i'm american (laughs) like i was born and raised here i really don't have that many you know 
like societal ties with Bangladesh or whatever but you know you guys get what I mean you know no I'm so glad you brought up that you you brought up that point because I literally saw this TikTok where this girl was like my white friend like went downstairs and ate dinner and then came back like what the fuck Bro, my mom would dead ass slap the shit out of me if I ever like if that ever like if I ever did that like like and so many people were were relating. They were like, "Bro, you know how many wait times I for went over like to- when guests came over." Okay, so for example, I'm going over to my friend's house and right. then their parents call them down for dinner and then I'm just upstairs like in their room and they go in right. for dinner. Like, what the fuck, bro? That just that's mind-boggling. Like I like I didn't know that was a normal like behavior. <laughs> like yeah, that's like kind of weird. No, like socializing no, is a part of being a guest. You know what I mean? Like don't be not rude. even not even even if we even if we have little to no food in the house, we will share. Like I'm not gonna let you starve. Like my like that's not how my parents brought me up, and that's not what I've seen growing up. So that's crazy to me. And like another thing is like for if like I see. Like, I don't know. This is what I saw. Like, this is what I've seen with my friends that are not brown. But sometimes, like, if family comes over, right, to visit you, they let them, like, stay at, like, a hotel or something. And in others, like, I'm Oh, my God, yes. That, like, that is, like, that ain't happening in a brown household. Yeah, you, Y'all they're will all, they will force fig- you. Yeah, you will, they will figure out a way to fit all of you guys in one room if you have to, but you're not getting a hotel. Like, that's, like, a, I yeah, feel like that's, that's like really insulting. disrespectful. Yeah, yeah it's insulting, that's like insulting, it's disrespectful. Um, yeah, my parents would never do that. I don't think like, anybody would ever do that to my parents either. Yeah, or, like, when you go to a restaurant with your friends and family, our dads or whoever you know the uh, will literally fight over the bill like people oh have God, dads, yeah there's like they're like there, there they're will like, be an argument for 15 minutes on who's gonna pay the bill and it's never like yeah. a split split situation it's always like no i'm gonna pay the bill and you're gonna sit down and it's just an arguing of who's like and the waiter is yeah. just looking at us like what the fuck is going on like it's just so yeah. funny i've never gone to like a like a dinner with like my dad's friends or blah 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 and we've split the bill like that never happens it's one person paying for the whole whole thing literally it's just a courtesy thing and i think it's just i mean obviously it's a courtesy like you're being nice and you're offering to pay for everybody's food however this is just a part of our culture you know like i don't think being like quote-unquote cheap is kind of the thing you know what i mean like for the most part we're not really i mean in yeah actually we're not yeah, we're never stingy in those matters, but right. I also think like a part of that is just endearment. Like they have this mutual understanding that there's never any like they never owe each other anything. Like, hey, you right. paid it's... the bill this time. I'm a, like, there's never that. It's always like who like it's always like we're gonna look out like we're we're gonna look out for each other. And yeah, I know what you mean. So yeah really good that's, point actually that's their love language basically that's mm-hmm. brown yeah that's brown family's love language um fighting over the fucking bill literally right sometimes it gets mad serious too like oh yeah like, like oh my god dude you know how many times i've been like in a restaurant right and like we're eating with a bunch of other people and then 
it's all the dads lining up, giving the waiter their cards, and then all of them are like, "Na na, tamen, 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 na na, hami the chi, hami the chi." If you guys don't know what that means, that means like, "Stop, stop, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it." Like, and then their arms are fighting and they're fi- and they're pushing each other and they're trying to like, it's so freaking dramatic. But the it's waiter like, is just it's so the sweet. Waiter's the waiter's like, um, somebody give me a card. Like, bro, sometimes I feel like kind of embarrassed. Embarrassed. Like the oh whole yeah. Restaurant is just like, what the? Fuck? Oh no, because they like, are. They are everybody's staring at you the waiter is just like bitch just give me a fucking card so i can get my <laughs> tip um but yeah that's just how it is i mean i think it's i think it's very sweet and i hope that we don't lose that um you know that type of behavior custom as the years go basically on. yeah yeah um yeah i'm so i'm like really happy like we talked about all the things that are the best right yeah and um, overall even though there are you know obviously some things that we hate at the end of the day, we love being Daisy. We're so proud of being Daisy, and there's nothing that's going to take that away from us. And all of the things that we love trump all of the bad things that we mentioned, so it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I am proud, and Nusrat's proud, to be a Bengali woman, period. I cannot so. imagine being anything else. It's oh, yeah, scary. I can't either i can't you know you know it's so crazy like i had such identity problems growing up like Uh, yeah yeah you know what i mean like especially because you know exactly the environment our our the area that we lived in was we all wanted to be well i personally think all of us wanted to be like something else that we weren't just to fit in you know what i mean i felt like i had to force myself to be something i'm not to fit in with my friends um but now it's like no like (laughs) i I grew into somebody that i'm proud of who i am i'm proud of my culture and i'm not going to act like i'm like act like something i'm not just to please other people you know what i mean so i'm we're really proud of everything that being bengali has taught us and hopefully and inshallah we will teach our children to do the same thing i want our bengali culture to be embedded within our children well i would like to um to, for it to be embedded within our children so then they could pass on all the customs and things that they learn to their children so yeah super the good parts of blessed course. oh yeah the good parts of course we're gonna tweak some things in our parenting <laughs> skills but it'll be perfect hopefully for them <laughs> yeah we're gonna switch it up bitch and hopefully it'll be perfect for them to teach to their children and it'll just be a generational thing um but anyways guys thank you so much for listening and tuning into this week's episode this was super interesting to make um and yeah, Mr. About- any- yeah mm-hmm any last words, Nusrat, before um, we end it thank off? You. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, I had so much fun talking about this. I mean, we could really talk about this for hours, but you guys would be, you guys would hate us. But nonetheless, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe. And yeah, bye guys. Bye guys.